right, welcome back to Legit That. We are finally on because all these fucks are late today, but that's fine. Uh, ben isn't early. here. Cretched uh, was here like 15 minutes ago. It was all on Chris, but it's fine. Uh, Boobs was here too. So to introduce the guest before we get going, uh, we have Cretched from OBDM, the god of fuck. I am the god of fuck. See, told you. I don't ever remember saying that. Well, we have it forever in our I was AI. So I, that's been fake, <laughs> deep fake. I'll, I will have to actually do that. Uh, and then we have Skidmark, a.k.a. Cersei Cedar, a.k.a. Chris from Abs in a Six Pack. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Good to be back. Yeah, sir. It's been a while. And last but not least, we got Boobs, a.k.a. Booberry from Behind the Schemes. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Doing well. Hope everybody's doing uh, doing good out there. Uh, like yeah, some, some complimentary Palo Santo for everybody. Oh, yeah. Does that get you high? I wish. <laughs> Well, there's other things that can do that just as well, so it's fine. Uh, so we, we wanted to do this uh, mainly because we've been trying to schedule guests again. It's been a while, as you all know. And uh, Skidmark called into our favorite show, OBDM, a couple weeks ago. With And the calls are usually, you know, in Cretchen's mind, best best under about 45 seconds. This one went a little longer. Too long. Yes. Wrap it up. I agree. I'm right there with you, Cretchen. As I'm listening, I'm like, okay, stop. I like, can you see your point. Get well, out if of it here. goes too long, you can see Cretchen's eyelids start to twitch. <laughs> and then he starts looking up GIFs and everything. And uh, yeah, I just, it gets I just bad. push this button and you just can't tell what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, weird. You froze. How did you do that? <laughs> Hit the other button. It's free sand. I think Cretchen had frame. the dumpster fire GIF going while I was uh, while I was talking on that call. Yeah, probably. No, it was a great call. So I wanted to kick it off with that. And we can get into whatever you guys have. If you have articles or anything, but I liked where your uh, call was going and it fits our show very well. Uh, why don't you kind of, if you remember what you talked about, kind of go into that because you started out by saying like consciousness and the nature of reality, you either sound like a fucking retard when you talk about it or you just kind of talk in circles. And we've talked about it a lot. I think I did both. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. I'm guessing we sounded more like retards than anything else, but we like talking about it. So if you remember, or if you just want to riff on that, how did you, uh, how did you start that? Uh, I think I just made it up as I want it. No, um, well, <laughs> we I, all do. It's, it, it's, uh, oh God. Yeah. It's one of the, how do you start off on that? Um, I think that what, the, what triggered me to make that call was I heard Mike talking about, uh, the, something along the lines of, you know, Mike was talking about the, the globalists, they have, uh, essentially an idea that we live in a simulation. So they're just, yeah, <laughs> I have a shot. Uh, shot color on. That's a long story. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the I think his his premise was uh, the globalists have a really good idea of uh, that this is a simulation or some kind of test, and so they're just trying to break the barriers and uh, running all kinds of crazy experiments on people to see what works. Uh, was I believe what Mike said. So that's and, kind of uh, my takeaway from it is you were basically saying the globalists are right in their own way. And we've kind of argued that too, but not the way people would think. We're not saying they're, they're right, but I get what you're saying. Like they're, they've kind of got the same idea, but they're just going about it in a crazy genocidal manner. So what is, so Jen had some points she was bringing about last night though, the, uh, how everybody's kind of coming to the same conclusion that everything is kind of one. And that seems cheesy and you sound like a retard when you say it. But if you think about it and like extrapolate out from that, that it 
it does make sense in a certain frame of reference. So. Well, it's by design, I think. I think we are born as individuals. Obviously, we are. But we're born to not even think of another person as possibly being part of us because we are separate from them. So that concept is right out the gate, completely ridiculous to even think about. Um, and then it's also by design to be able to talk about it sounds retarded. I mean, for lack of a better word, because they want you to not the they or maybe the universe or whatever, whatever we're in wants us to be individuals because there's some sort of game that we're playing or there's something we have to do where we have to achieve a certain goal as an individual, maybe. We're not all born as individuals because you have to rule it. You're ruling out Siamese twins in that calculation. <laughs> they still are separate, though. Yeah. Toge I mean, together. They still have their separate. own brain. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, there's, I believe that that term is outdated. It's actually... What's the Thailand it's probably offensive. Oh. Siam <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. That was a geography uh, joke. What do they call Siamese cats? Uh, cats. Asian cats. <laughs> Terrible creatures. No, there's that story about that. Uh, the Siamese twins. I don't know if it's true. It was on a meme, so it's probably true. But mm. there was like two, two Siamese twins that were sharing an ass and only one of them was gay. Oh. Is that a true story? Well, that's fucked you... up. If, if you read it on the internet, there's a high chance that I'm it was probably accurate. I'm going to need a for that. I, I can't follow. <laughs> there's the two girls, the two girls that have their show, and they just have two heads and one body. And one of the girls has a boyfriend and the other doesn't. So What's the name of their show? One Cup? <laughs> Do they share vaginas, though? Yes. Oh. Well, you're in it for the ride, sister. Sorry. <laughs> Do they trade I'm sure off? she doesn't mind. She doesn't have to do anything. She just lays there and has zero. She's to like, ah, totally in the not into this. Just describing a lot of women there. But. <laughs> I, th I think uh, one thing I was trying to get across on that call to uh, OBDM was that I probably didn't articulate well was the idea that uh, the lost history, um, whether it goes back to, I think I, I think I did bring up Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. The like, how far back does that go? Was the essential question i was kind of getting to and if there is hidden knowledge about uh how far back our species has been rising and falling technologically and everything uh and if there is a higher ascension point humans can get to on another dimensional plane and the globalists know this that was my main i guess my main the crux of it was if if we've been stuck doing the same thing over and over and over and it's not working uh then maybe uh, there's some, <laughs> some, uh, you know, when you, when you start trying crazy things and a bunch of people get killed in the process, it might not be that bad of a thing if it's for a greater good, quote unquote. I mean, most of us uh, agree that history is pretty much not, I wouldn't say completely fabricated, but a lot of it. And we're led to believe certain things and certain dates and certain people. And nobody's there to really prove it out. You know, there's no, I don't really believe much after like the 1900s. And, oh, yeah. or before, before the 1900s or after really but like before that like how do you prove out like what happened 2000 fucking years ago carbon dating sure whatever mm -hmm. science you know that's about it but to, to think that there is some kind of way that these people know about what happened thousands of years ago and what's happened over and over and over again it seems to make sense to me like everything else is cyclical cyclical so why why wouldn't that be as well like why wouldn't the same shit happen over and over I'm Same fairly the, certain. I'm fairly oh, certain we're like 23 iterations deep through this shit. <laughs> Probably 33 yeah. at this point. 
Yeah, uh, the deja vu thing is a big factor that I don't underestimate. Mm-hmm. It could be explained away through other things, but... Uh, you want to explain your deja vu? What do you think deja vu is? No, I want to hear his. What do you think it is? Um, man, that's... Well, it, 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 it all comes down to... I, you, going back to everything is one, is the collective... How, how much stored DNA... Well, you can answer that so many different ways. Uh, with genetic memory, um, how much of your ancestors doing that, uh, doing similar things, uh, leads to your genetic memory and causes deja vu? Or is it like Jim Morrison said, we're all a part of the cosmic movie. That means the day you die, you have to live your life, whole life over and over and over again. So you better make, have some uh, interesting things happen in it. But uh, whole last Groundhog's Day. De- deja vu is like some right, some wild stuff. But whatever it is, it seems so significant when it hits you uh, in the right way that it has to be something. Uh, to me, it has to be something uh, more profound than just uh, some kind of weird brain tick. I guess. And to piggyback off of that, the genetic memory. Uh, there's, I've heard ideas postulated that that's where phobias come from. That somewhere in the lineage there was, you know, someone that got uh, bitten by a snake, and that travels on through, and and that's what makes people just so deathly afraid of, you know, spiders, snakes, what have you. Um, then you should be afraid of other humans quite a bit too, if that's the case. I think we are. I really think we are. I'm scared of Cretched, but I do want to hear from Cretched on this type <laughs> of shit because uh, we hardly ever hear him speak on the weird esoteric, you know, nature of reality type shit. Like, what's your opinion on all of this shit? Is it just hooey, or what do you think? Well, I'll let you chew. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and it's it's early September, which means now it's um. Uh, Halloween candy time. So and pumpkin got, spice, got, got candy corn. No, fuck it... pumpkin spice. <laughs> are you eating? Are you seriously eating candy corn? I'm candy corn. Oh Jesus Christ! That's, candy corn's original... the shit. Oh my gosh! I think Cretchen might be the only person I know who likes candy this is corn. Original too. candy corn from 1927. They made mm. it all then. It's, it's still good. You know why it's still okay. good is because it's fucking wax. Yes. yes. What's in this? Let me look it up. Uh, Car- Carnaba wax or whatever, and uh, <laughs> artificial coloring. You nasty bitch. What do you think deja vu is, Cretchen? Uh, deja vu is misfiring synapses um, in your brain. You're going full science. No, it's just what, that's what it is. You always see deja vu if you think about it. When it happens, it's in a matter of seconds, if less than, when you then you experience it. You go, whoa, that was deja vu. Because it just happened in your brain and your ocular nerve picked it up and then spat it back and it's that's what happened. So It does take. make sense from that perspective i mean like i get it like i've had it several times and i'm like why do i remember doing this already maybe i did i don't and know keep in mind deja vu is is usually most accepted very specific to a very short time frame it's different from premonition it's different from like future sight um that's a very different sort of phenomenon so i think people will often conflate that and they'll talk about i've been having visions of this sort of scenario for years i'm like that's different that's not deja vu deja vu is like wait i just did this and i'm doing it again what's going on it's because your brain misfired for a second my brain misfires all the time, so it checks out. So when I was really little, I thought that deja vu, when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I noticed that I had deja vu a lot, and it was really mundane. I'd be walking down the hall talking to my sister or something stupid, and I would have deja vu for a few seconds. So Crutch's theory completely makes sense. But then something insane would happen after that, maybe hours later or maybe the next day. And then I thought... And this is just a theory as as a child, I thought maybe if we live our lives over and over again, we have the ability to pinpoint certain points in our life. If just for a moment, 
We don't get a big clue, but the clue is, hey, this happened before, or this is really weird, but it has to be during a mundane time. And it's a clue that something really big is coming and you're going to have a choice to make or uh, something, you're going to have to do something that's really important. A pivotal moment. Yeah, exactly. And I was little when I had that thought. So I don't know. I'm not saying that's exactly what it is, but. Donna, see, that's because you're letting the shadow people in your house and they're whispering to you at night. (laughs) Shadow people do exist. That's very much a real thing. I've seen it. Who knows? Yeah. Shadow people, by I, the way, that that whole that whole concept, that whole phenomenon, what do you want to call it? That is some of the most just like mentally fucked up shit out there as far as just like there's something I can't quite see. Because we get, you know, you get the, the eye worms and eye boogers and stuff that mess with what you're, you're seeing. You turn, you're like, did I see something? Did it move? And then you're forever on edge about like what was over there, what's going on in that room over there. And let me go turn on the lights in the hallway for no reason. And it, it, yeah, that stuff messes with you. Oh yeah. And I, I love hearing those stories and like, uh, Mike, Mike, when he covers Bigfoot, I've told everyone on our show, I don't give a flying fuck about Bigfoot, but it's fun to hear the stories, especially the ones where they're like, he was psychic and then we had sex and he has a huge dick. And it's like, this is a great story. Like you should make it into a movie. I I would watch that, but I'm, I don't believe you for a second, but, uh, so. And and you guys live in Bigfoot country, by the way. Yeah, I've never seen one. I'm not it's so it much less believable because of where we live. Not that I'm out in the wilderness all that often, but like I have been. I've but been there's hunting. like Bigfoot rafting an hour away. There's Bigfoot everything in the mountains. It's almost a marketing it's thing. It's a tourist this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most of those female rafting guys kind of are hairier than Bigfoot, I've noticed. <laughs> they can. Uh, it's because they've been mating with yeah. Bigfoot. Come on. Yeah. I. Uh, the, here's here's how you because I, uh, I I was kind of curious to hear Cretch's take on a lot of this stuff too. And here's how you nail them. Here, here's how you just kind of pin them down. Just get a yet, direct yes or no. No, Cretch, do you believe in an afterlife? And what are your thoughts on it? In an afterlife or reincarnation? That was going to be my next thing. Thanks, Chris. That would count. Um, well, those are to me. Those are two different things. Um, here's, here's the, here's my favorite concept of any sort of life after death moment and whatever that might involve the 1991 film. Um, shit, what the hell is it called with Albert Brooks? I'm drawing a blank now. I'm going to look it up. Crap. Oh, how do you not know? We got to Google. We got to ask chat GBT. Hang on. Uh, I was just thinking of it. And then I, you're so good on your toes with this shit, man. Yeah. Sorry. I was also, you bet your life, but that was, uh. Which one was it? Defending Your Life. I was close. Oh, okay. I was going to say, You Bet Your Life, but that's the old game show. So Defending Your Life um, with Albert Brooks. If you haven't seen it, highly recommended. Um, it's about somebody who dies and has to reflect upon his life. Was he a good person or not? And the, the fundamental crux of the film is if you have not been a good enough person, if you've not gotten enough points towards whatever that next level of existence is, you're sent back. And you have to go back until you basically earn it to move forward. Now, whether or not that that aligns with a Judeo-Christian ideology or any sort of uh, kind of a notion of of general reincarnation, I think it's broad enough and non-specific enough that it applies to a lot of that. And it's just fantastically done from the standpoint of it's not purgatory, it's not heaven, but you you can go back and you can read um, uh, the Divine Comedy, and it talks about this sort of concept that you have to kind of earn your way to the next level of of existence. And that is that level of existence just another plane, or is that what we would call paradise or heaven, or do you have to go back and repeat to atone for sins, or just 
being a, a milk toast individual who is, you know, if, if it's too hot, I spit you out. If you're too cold, I spit you out. If you're lukewarm, you know, it's just, there's a lot of that sort of theology in there. And to me, that makes the most kind of logical sense as far as how what we call this plane of existence is structured and what might be above or below that as far as um, just a general overall like umbrella theory to it. Because there's good throwaway lines in there, which someone comments they're you know, they're in this like purgatory. I don't want to spoil it. People haven't seen it because it's a fantastic film. Um, they say, I don't see any kids around. Why are there no kids here? And they say, oh, kids move on automatically. Kids, if, if you die as a child, you're bumped up. And I'm thinking, well, how old's a child? Then we get into that like, you know, tried as an adult sort of thing. But it, it is an interesting idea to say, yeah, a six-year-old is not an evil person in any way. They haven't, their brain is not formed enough to have Some made of them those, are. those, well, I've to met made them. those decisions. So <laughs> if they die at that age, they just get moved on to the next plane of existence as is. Now, that person also could have just been blowing smoke and said, no, they've got their own McDonald's Playland purgatory over here, and we send them back because they're a bunch of bastards. But Anyway, it, so I, it's I like the general concept of the film, and that probably most closely aligns with how I like to think of multiple planes of existence or call it an afterlife, call it reincarnation, call it paradise or heaven, however you want to structure that. So that's, yes. that's uh, so I haven't seen it. I need to check that out. But so Go it sounds like it that now. hinges Stop. on. Stop. Okay. Yeah, that, stop watching this. That, oh, sh <laughs> what the hell Dog is color. that tied to? Yes. Yes, I love this so Dog much, color. and I want one. Is that Blueberry doing that? <laughs> I need no, it. No, uh, if I say the word L-I-K-E, I get shocked. Gix to set that up for me. So good. Oh, my God. So what fucking good. Yeah, oh. So now, good. At uh, well, I was, I was going to say, um, that, that the premise of that movie seems like it hinges on the idea of the individual unique soul and rather than a collective soul of the human race. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You fucking cocks. Um, I mean, yes, they are. They are there as individuals, um, hence the title "Defending Your Life." Um, but it it is very much about the collective social consciousness, if you want to call it that, and what makes a a good and reasonable person. I mean, they they celebrate somebody who was, you know, feeding the homeless or rescuing people from a fire or whatever, and they they look down upon somebody who is simply he wasn't evil, he wasn't good or you know, it was very, very middle of the road, but was fundamentally uh, driven by fear. Um, and he was afraid in social scenarios to 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 live up to his potential. And they said, just because of that, you're not living up to what you could be. And society's driving that. So we're going to turn you around. And you got to go do it all over again. We'll see you again another 60 years. Right. And that comes down to what somebody else's definition of what you could be is. And. I mean, not that you should, I think you should decide what you can be and what you should be, but if somebody else is saying what you should or shouldn't be or how much potential you could have, I don't see that as a barrier to the next dimension. Like who's deciding that? Then we get into the concept of God and, or the master program or, you know, whatever. So what do we, which religion do we go with? Which one's the right one? Like, is it Buddha or Jesus? I, I know which one it is. I'm sorry, not going to tell anybody. <laughs> oh, Oh wait, he, you have to join his uh, three thousand dollar Patreon to find out. <laughs> yeah, send send me uh, send me some uh, some uh, satoshis and we'll we'll talk. Well, what do you think so, about well, the he, idea? He of... Would... Oh, go ahead, boob boobs. Well, you you would need a wallet for that first, but yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a great great idea. Idea. Send the magic yeah. money somehow. I don't send it to Booberry who will exchange it, turn, turn in the cash and send it. 
Send it psychically to president And uh, his running platform is, I'm going to give you the first half of this chili recipe. But uh, once I'm elected, then you get the other half. I'm going to leave out the, the real ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, so, have any of you, I guess I, this is an open-ended question to all of you. Have you ever had the life in review, whether it was from like a near-death experience or ego death or? Not yet. Not me myself. My fear is I oh. have, and it was boring, and I missed it. <laughs> oh, he was lukewarm. He was milk toast. Ah, may have may have changed the channel. <laughs> have you? You said you have. Oh yeah. What bo boobs have you? Have you had like the life flash before your eyes? Like, I have in not. a literal sense. I have not. Wow. Okay. Um, we well, can make it happen. Enough that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm game. Yeah, Let's do it. <laughs> the statute of limitations is over on this, and I've already told the story with Ping Trip on my show, but. Uh, just to be, I, I won't go through the whole long escapade of it, but, um, the first time I did acid, I had way too much acid and I didn't know anything about acid other than what somebody told me, which was, Oh yeah, you can see dubstep and you can taste colors mm. looking at it. It's like, Oh, that's like, yeah. <laughs> Trippy, so, bro. I like, I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand the, um, phil philosophical implications of, of what I was, uh, you didn't was say it into. there. What was that? I don't know. Let's see. I think they're just doing it when he talks now. It says, it says, uh, it says I did. But I'm gonna listen. Wrote the software. <laughs> but uh, um, so it started off. I saw a nug of weed kind of crawl on the table as a caterpillar. I saw all the stars like red lasers dashing in between them, and the moon suddenly grew and took up the whole entire sky. I did say that at that time. And, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> so it all became very overwhelming for somebody that wasn't prepared for that. I pretty much went into a room, like felt like I couldn't breathe, thought I was dying. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And kind of like the Gandalf, I was compared to the Gandalf. I heard it. When he, uh, fights the Balrog and flies through a thousand lifetimes through cyberspace. That's kind of, that's what it was. And I, <clears throat> I watched, I, I've witnessed my birth to death of my entire life. Now it's, now it's his shocking failure. And now I witnessed my birth to death life, but from the perspective of everyone I interacted with, looking through their eyes, seeing me feeling their feelings for what felt like an eternity until, uh, you know, all the good, all the bad I ever did, essentially. And then just kind of, uh, came to terms with the fact that I wasn't a worthy human being and got shot out into, and then as soon as I, you know, I guess you could call it like a redemption or repental or whatever, but just kind of blasted through just a kaleidoscope of colors into uh, just the most real, it's such a real dimension that it felt like what everything I had lived up before then was kind of like the, uh, like a, like Mike was like, I mean, Mike was saying like a movie. <laughs> Or like a, fake, uh, like yeah, I, we've heard that a lot with psychedelic uh, encounters. Is that what they saw was more real than what you know to be real? More colors, and I don't know what that's like. I've never gone that deep with it. But. More real emotions than it, it's just looking back on it. Every it, it was all it's like, oh, this was all a test I was a part of, and then I was able to zoom out. Uh, it, by this point, I had what well, it felt like lifetimes and lifetimes. I was just going through my whole life review. 
But by that point, I was able to uh, just zoom out and see the entire, uh, just the entire Earth, and for what was an eternity, just zoom in and become any plant, any animal. I didn't believe in reincarnation at all. This, and you could easily, I, it's easily, you know, my subjective experience. But I had no frame of reference for any of this experience at the time. And Go ahead, shock that fucker. Yeah. After that, I. Uh, started doing some digging and was like, Oh, I'm not crazy. This has been an experience throughout for thousands of years across the world that people have had, whether it was through, uh, sacramental ayahuasca and mushroom use, or just from people that die in hospitals and, uh, come back. Um, so I don't know. Boop, boop, uh, I, can't, I can't prove any of it's real, but it's, it's definitely shaped a lot of my <laughs> philosophy. What, what do you think about that, Cretchen? What do you think with the psychedelics? Is that synapses and stuff too, or is there something else? Because I know Mike's talked about DMT and other psychedelics where people see the same shit. Is it just because it's the same chemical? Like, is that what well, you're? I think, there, I think there's is? two things there. One is there is it, it fundamentally it is it is messing with your brain chemicals. So it is which is doing what it's doing. It's a psychedelic. It is is breaking how your brain is working in a in even in short short bursts what people see what they experience is often based on what others have described or what they have seen themselves or it's described in the the uh, in relation to a movie or a, you know a, a comic drawing or artwork or something because they have to put it in some sort of frame of reference but in some cases people see that because that's what they're expecting to see so yeah there's a word for that too uh pareidolia i think it's what it's called isn't that where you have a little you're afraid of holes and things is that that no i think it's where you're like you're looking for something in the clouds and you see it because your brain makes you see it and i think a lot of things even like deja vu might be something like pareidolia but uh numerology numerology pareidolia, yeah. yeah uh so what do you think about the the uh possibility that maybe there are other dimensions happening all around us at the same time Oh, I, I love the multidimensional theory. I'm a, I, I've said this on the show multiple times. Um, uh, I am 100% on board with that concept of multiple planes of reality, whether it's based on, you know, different dimensions or things moving at different vibrations. And th I like that way better than, oh, it's, it's bleep bloop coming from 82 kajillion light years away. It's like, no, they're here right now. You just can't interact with them because they're on a different plane of existence. You just need that they live glasses. So, Crenshaw, do you think it's possible then that I guess I, I guess I think you have said this on the show, but is, do you think it's possible that uh, psychedelics allow you to access those other dimensions? Um, it's possible. I think the closest we get is the discussion about the you know the the clockwork elves and DMT and and the and and people who have had direct interactions with them or when they're out in you know in nature they're out in the woods and they they describe them coming out of the the woods just kind of appearing as if they're just outside the the you know the 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 circle of light produced by the the campfire or something that's possible i mean i i, I i'm more on board with that than you know they flew down and landed their freaking hubcap of a spaceship on the other side of the barn and they came around to you know jerk off your cows or something like that and, and it's always with rednecks and farmers and stuff too and the the explanation for that is a uh, nobody's going to believe these hick rednecks when they say some little green men came off and jerked jerk their chickens off well typically well, those those hick people don't even want to talk about it if that's the truth by the way little known obdm fact that's where sir 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 seat sitter got his obdm nickname of chris number 23 because we kept getting calls from chris's 
in the southern U.S. talking about UFOs, and I was upset that no one was going out and just shooting at them. You'd it's think somebody would have by now. about that? It's like, uh, yeah, we, a lot of us came armed. It was, it was, what the hell? Just uh, take some it's like shots. We didn't want to get abducted, and uh, Bill Hicks is looking around. I think he's in Fife, Alabama. He's like, well, maybe we'll get lucky, and it's a, it's just a sterility and dentistry program that the aliens are doing. <laughs> yeah, God, it's free health care. I hope yeah. there's dental hygienists on in other dimensions. Yeah. Uh, by crossed. the way, I always come armed. Yeah, <laughs> I always come armed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Boo Bear, we haven't heard much from you besides the fucking shot caller. Uh, what what do you got to say about all this crazy shit? Um, well, I certainly don't think that it's just psychedelics that open certain doors. I mean, it's called spirits for a reason, right? The the whole there was that Iron Man comic arc called Demons in the Bottle. I can personally attest to alcoholism, and and there is stuff that will attach itself to you through that method, and it's all just about just um like really depressing your your essence to the point where you know it makes your membrane your like just soul membrane really mushy and things can kind of leach in and you know you have a lot of um demons of self-doubt and and just uh, a lot of hatred for yourself and things like that and i i do find it to be supernatural i think i have had supernatural experiences while being just you know drunk out of my fucking gourd um we all have we just don't remember them yeah oh yeah i mean well that's the thing when you black out your mind is saying, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take a break. My body can't handle or I can't handle what my body is doing at the moment and something else takes over and is, you know, in charge of the steering wheel essentially for you. It's like leaving your car um, running with all the windows down in the middle of a bad area and just walking away. Well, not even it's it's getting in the passenger seat and taking a nap. Okay, yeah. We'll be right back after this quick ad break. So get the skip button ready. But if it doesn't play, well, lucky you. You guys keep um, making a lot of uh, um, driving references to drinking, and I just want to point out that's probably not a great thing. Well, my uh, grandmother we don't was, condone uh, drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother was beheaded in an accident, so I, I totally get it, man. It's uh, I drunk better well, when I drive. Yeah, so so seats that are showing up playing Gavin McInnes while <laughs> why junk driving should be allowed clips. <laughs> uh. Uh, it's good if you're not driving with at least eight beers in you, I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> you pussy. Yeah. What a bit of tolerance. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that extends, you know, to psychedelic. I think it extends to a, a lot of stuff. Anything that alters your perceptions is opening you to one thing or another. I would include meditation in that. I would include, um, I mean, just anything that's putting you in a different frame of mind. Watching the TV. I, I full full heartedly believe mm. that there's demons that come through the TV screens, whatever you want to call it. The black mirrors. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Our mutual friend of... Fletcher has a uh, crazy story about med- his group of friends meditating around the crystals. Have you heard that? Like crystal I... meth? <laughs> <laughs> that and quartz. Just something, oh. something coming out of the freaking sky, like a, a black giant black figure that was blacker than black just like doing a beeline out of the sky and landing on a, uh, and landing on a, uh, isn't that from a, Harry Potter uh, transformer, electric transformer. I don't know if you heard that story he told on 
my show. But dude, that that's haunted me to this day. The story he tells about that because I believe him. Like uh, Mothman. It does sound like Mothman. That's what I was thinking too. What happened? Can you give us a little a little taste of the story um, and without saying without like for the it. love of God, just say <laughs> similar. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to, to uh, mute Booberry. It's not me. It's just it's on Chris's side. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. The man. nutshell version is they were doing a meditation exercise around a bunch of crystals and something, some big giant, just uh, just blacker than the night sky figure, just racist came in, started running at them, landed on a power transformer, hovered up there, and then jumped off and started running at them. They ran inside the house. All the ceiling fans were just spinning as just as fast as they could, like uh, with no, with no, uh, they, no, they couldn't no turn the fans off. Car. Yeah, and and uh, and they finally, somebody, one of them, I think it was Fletcher, said he yelled, "Just God damn it, stop it!" <laughs> and or get out of here, something. And just all of a sudden, the thing was gone. All the ceiling fans stopped. The doors stopped slamming open and shut in the house. And so you don't even later, have to say Jesus uh, be gone. You can just say, God damn it, be gone. Seems well, that might have worked better because all those people, uh, from what I remember him saying, I know for for sure him and all those other people from what I remember, but for sure him throughout the rest of his life, it would appear and he, he would know it was there just by a feeling like hair standing up on his neck and he'd turn around and be there behind him, following him around. I think I, think I actually have a, uh, a sound drop fr from that occasion. I put it in my mouth. <laughs> Is that what happened? They put his pe the penis in the mouth. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I, I believe, and it, it goes back to the shadow people thing we were talking about. I, I know independently, people that don't talk about the type of things that we talk about, that don't pontificate at all like we do, independent of each other. A lot of people that work third shift and do speed, uh, like Adderall or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to take this thing off. It's too distracting. Uh, they, uh, a lot of them independent of each other have told me about shadow people and whispering similar things and uh, always seen them. And it's always about two to four days of sleep deprivation, the shadow people kick in. And that could be something that's not supernatural. The skeptic would say that's just a part of human psychology that uh, somehow our brains have evolved to have that uh, those anomalies happen after a lack of Man. sleep. But I think there's a little more to it. I think you're there's a lot of ways, like you were saying, boobs, of opening different dimensions, and sleep deprivation is definitely one of them. The one unifying thing that I really came to recognize and respect to a degree, because it's across the entire United States, is just the, the people that are out on the streets, homeless, uh, by their own volition or by their own circumstance or by their circumstances. And I have come across people that you could not convince me otherwise that they were not possessed. And I, and I, I mean that fully that, you know, I have heard just some of the most guttural screams coming from people in like Toronto. And that was more oh, recent. That was, <laughs> that was like 2019 December. Um, Did their head uh, spin around though? You know, just with the just with the 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 rage, it comes, it comes in half. The Canadians can split their heads in half. Oh right, <laughs> but I'm not your buddy. Yeah. I've run into some people that I and I I think that goes both ways. I think I've either met angels or people that had uh, some really divine entities around them. 
I had an angel laugh in my hotel room one time. That that kind of tripped me up. I wasn't freaked out per se, but it was pretty spooky. What happened? So, yeah, tell us that story. And I want to hear Kretch's response on like this kind of paranormal-ish, which I think is all the same thing as UFOs and Bigfoot, as our listeners know. But mm-hmm. tell that story, and then, Kretch, I want your rebuttal to this as a science I, I guy. Have to rebut, I, I, how can I rebut something I haven't heard yet? After after he tells it, then you can oh, okay. rebut it. Yeah. yeah. Deboomed. Um, pre boomed it. This was in 2000 and I guess 19. I was on tour. We were in Las Vegas. Uh, I was in a pretty depressed state. Um, just having a hard time keeping up with stuff. Was not taking care of my body nor my mind. And um. I had tried to Las Vegas in and of itself is a very creepy town. I, I, I always feel like it's the Disneyland of death. Like mm-hmm. you just, you stand there in Vegas and it just, you're, you feel like you're surrounded by a graveyard for some reason. Uh, our buddy Darren from Grimerica says it's like being on the inside of a tablet, which makes complete sense. That's what it's like. And I had made the mistake of trying to do some meditation and quasi scrying work using a TV screen, which I would not recommend. Uh, just no, no image. It was not turned on. I just used a black, the actual black mirror that it was. And yeah, don't don't do that. Good lord. It was it was intense, man. Like by the time I had kind of cracked through the blockages and like had really just connected to what was on the other side. Um, it's cliched, but it was like, have, have you seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world? And at the end of the movie, he's supposed to, um, he's supposed to confront Nega Scott, the evil yeah. version of himself, just that sort of imagery, the, the white skin, the sunken eyes, the sort of, um, the, the atrophied skin, it was, it was intense. And I, I, you know, I just kind of came face to face with what my mental state was at that time through the TV screen. And this is Vegas. So there's people coming and going through the hotel room at all hours of the night, but it is nonstop. The doors are not springed in the way that they'll kind of like slowly close shut. They'll just boom, they'll just slam shut. So you can hear when people are coming and going in the room through the hallway, you can hear the elevator. Not to mention a fuckload of EMFs going every which way. It's a soup down there. Oh yeah. You guys need to stay in nicer hotels. Uh, Well, you know, (laughs) that's off the strip. Uh, I think we were staying at the golden nugget that time. Um, But, I bet the nicest hotels have the most overdoses. Yeah, but they're they're discreet, discreet. <laughs> well, they have the best drugs, so probably yeah. they go put themselves outside the door of the room first. They get picked up by room service first thing mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep, come by before you're up. Take them out. <laughs> Dustpan. Put them in the dumpster. Anyway, Hold sorry, on. boobs. We interrupted. Go ahead. But after, um, and the the actual. The actual time, like what time it was, escapes me. Um, I want to say it was like twelve thirty-three. It, it just it, it it had that sort of um, you know you look at a clock and it's always eleven eleven or three thirty-three, so on and so forth. I kind of disconnected from that television. Was trying to bring my back self myself back 
to the real world, whatever this is. And at that moment, when I looked at the clock, there was a disembodied laugh in the room that was with me. There was no door slamming. There was no, um, the elevator, you know, didn't fire off. And it wasn't like a a laugh of malice, but it, it wasn't like a laugh of joy either. If that makes any sense. Um, Were you on any substances at this point? (laughs) That night? No. Uh, But, I mean, I was kind of at the point where, like, every night a week, going out, fucking getting hammered, so on and so forth. So, see, I'm more inclined to believe it. If it was just alcohol or something... I believe it. I've been drunk um, a, a lot all the time, so I, I get that. <laughs> I, I never hallucinate whilst while had been drunken, like ever. That doesn't happen when you're drunk. Maybe you see tracers or things are blurry, but you don't see shit that's not there. Hear shit that's not there. So I mean, I I I constantly am catching things, though. I I don't know what it is, but I just I always 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 just have the sensation that there's something floating nearby. Maybe I'm losing my mind. That That is also did the, did the <laughs> highly laugh, possible. Uh, did the laugh sound like this at all? Just one. <laughs> uh, it was similar. I'm thinking more so. That's the disembodied. <laughs> uh, oh, Cretchen was in his hotel room. I am the god of fuck. He was yeah, looking yeah, to get some, bro. <laughs> no, I was announcing myself. I am apparently the god of fuck. So yeah. Oh, I'm gonna take that one too. Thank you. Oh. Murder, <laughs> murder, 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 murder. No, so I didn't want you to rebut it as that? much as. Whoa! I don't know. Which one was that? Play it again. Uh, murder, 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 murder. <laughs> wow, he says yeah, a he lot of things do he doesn't remember, kind of like us. No, so I didn't want you to rebut that specific story. What do you think about like the correlation between different dimensions? and demonic contact and things like that that you can't explain like like you were talking about earlier with shadow people or there's there's all kinds of like the old hag sleep paralysis all this stuff is that all just aspects of your mind or what uh no i I think it i i I like the concept of you are able to start to find areas where the, the the space between dimensions is thinner i like that the the concept of being able to for lack of a better term, project yourself or at least attune yourself to be able to to start to see that stuff. What you're seeing are glimpses, bits and pieces. It doesn't make sense, so your your brain's not able to wrap around. So you you have to couch those experiences in something with which you are familiar. Now, in in more recent years, that has to do with with fiction. You know, our, our experience with fiction, television, movies, etc. So we use that frame of reference. But I I don't have any problem. Uh, with those concepts, um, I, I my biggest issue with that story was was somehow Booberry was scrying into what I presume is a flat panel television, which are nowhere near reflective enough to really just start to warp your brain. So I don't know how well that works compared to the old CRTs, but I would think you'd want a more reflective surface so you could start to see stuff behind you. Yeah, if anybody wants but, to go out there and try that with a CRT, let me know how it goes. Well, you got to understand in, in in a dark room. Equal if you're racing. sitting if you're sitting there for an hour and a half, your your eyes are going to acclimate, and 
you know, I can turn off my mo- my monitors and still see. I mean, that's kind of the point that I'm getting at is that, yes, to look at one of these more modern monitors, yes, it is a blurry image, but as you sit there in the dark and you're focusing on that and getting yourself into that meditative space, that image starts to form more clearly. But, but wouldn't it make more sense to like go sit in the in the hotel bathroom and use the mirror? I'm just curious. I, I think it has more to do with your state of mind than what you're looking at. Because I know there's a lot of people that will scry into basically, I think it's more of a focal point type of thing from what I've heard. It's not necessarily what you're looking at. It's more of focusing on one thing. Like people will do that with a candle flame. And that's mm-hmm. not reflective at all. And the, they'll scry into a candle flame and see crazy shit. So I don't know if it has to what do with optics. Or, Can't you look at your reflection in water? I don't want to do that. I don't that's want to look at my reflection. I, yeah. I just assume that's where the term scry me a river comes from. You're mishearing Possibly. again. Okay. How You're long on drugs, you Chris. to squeeze that one out? <laughs> <laughs> like a fart. Uh, oh, like a fart? For the right moment. Mm. Oh, good for you, buddy. <laughs> But yeah, do you have anything more to say on that, or should we move on to stupid news? Do you have any stupid news, Cratchit? I know you're filled to the brim with it. I have it. a lot of stupid news, but I'm saving it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I routinely have probably two to three times the amount of stories we ever get to on a given show. So sometimes they're useful to have to go back to, uh, depending on what the topic is. So uh, shout the out the worst one that you have, so that you know you'll never use it on OBDM. Yeah, one that Mike won't like pick and then be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> when you used it on our show and not yours. Uh, all right, well, let me see what I got. You gotta get into the carrot shop. Ah! It's not in the carrot shop. It's not where they are. Oh, okay. Well, I got a good one here for this. This one I picked just for Mike for next one, but um, let's see. We won't tell anybody. I won't tell Mike. What the heck's going on around all here? Right, here's what. Well, okay. Let's use this one. Did did I don't know? Did you guys discuss the diarrhea airplane story? Uh, no, no. Please do tell. <laughs> it's. Even this one is a little, um, a little much for uh, um, for OBDM. But tell you what, oh, nothing's too much for us. We only have like two people that hate those stories, and fuck them. All right, let me put this into the Zoom chat. There you go. Oh, that is the uh, poor man's carrot shop. Yes, I got it. All right. Is and it chop or shop? Is it C H O P or S H O P? Uh, it's C H O P P E. No, it's it's shop as a <laughs> place you go to take things and without paying for them if you live in. I always so. heard it as chop, like carrot shop, like uh, like dicing a carrot. Carrot oh. chop. That's what carrot I always just chop. heard it as. I just assumed. All right. So, yeah, wait. <laughs> I love this. I actually love your. This is why I love OBDM. I love talking about weird shit and then just going to straight to this. Uh, a Delta flight diverted after passenger reportedly has diarrhea all the way through the airplane. That's in quotes, too. That is in quotes. So a Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta, Georgia to Barcelona, Spain was diverted back to its original airport. Oh, Jesus. After a passenger experienced an onboard medical issue. Uh, yeah, they're going to call it an onboard medical issue. We know what it is. The website flightradar24.com shows Delta flight DL-194 is about two hours into its eight-hour flight when it turned around over Virginia, I was going to say vagina, and headed back to Atlanta. A user on X, formerly known as Twitter, which is fucking gay. I don't know if you know this, but that is a dumb fucking name. Retarded faggots. 
who, who appears to <laughs> devote his page. Oh, no, I'm going to put it on there anyway. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, who appears to devote his page to flight material. Nerd. Shared audio recorded from the Airbus A350 that was broadcast on liveatc.com. Uh, on the recording, a pilot tells air traffic control, this is a biohazard issue. Uh, no shit. No pun intended. We've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. So they want us to come back to Atlanta. You know why that is? It's because they don't let you fucking get up until you're like three hours into your flight. They're like, the pilot has said, fasten seatbelts. This will remain on. Please do not get up. Yeah, Jen had a problem with that. They were taxiing. I had to pee so bad. I had, like, I had like seven beers right before my flight and just on go, the plane man. too. Just go, yeah. I did. So I did right as we were about to take off. I'm like, I just have to pee. And I ran back there. This was like a week and a half ago. And as I opened the door, the flight attendants were in the jump seats and they're like, ma'am, sit down, sit down now. And I just slammed <laughs> the door and I was just pretended that I didn't see them or hear them. She took a quick tinkle. And then I tried to pee and I just couldn't because I was terrified because they screamed <laughs> at me. They screamed at me through the door, pounded on it. And then the pilot got on. And this is a huge full packed flight from Boston to San Francisco. And they're like, everyone get in your seats right now. It scared the shit out of me. So not literally. <laughs> just but, the piss. Not the piss either. The piss stayed inside. So I just got up and just ran back to my seat. And then we immediately took off. So I was 100% holding up the plane. So this guy was probably too scared to take his shit. And then he had a biohazard issue all over the plane. I know exactly what happened. He probably ate a Cinnabon right before the flight. And then they took off. It took way too long to take off. You sign a waiver that says if you stand up and you have to take a piss or a shit while we are taking off and your head slams into the back and you die oh well sign a waiver yeah i, I got I, pissed I all over the was... toilet seat last time i was on a plane because there was turbulence while i was taking the leaks <laughs> everyone pisses on the toilet seat good lord um i tried I, to I, I suspected it had to do more with the uh the cheap sushi he got at one of those those cafe, oh, not cafe yeah. but the little like takeout places in the airport it's like the gas station a... of the airport yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is there audio from the pilots of, in this article that we can? I read? don't know. I'm I'm going to keep reading. Made but it, actually, it. I I do I do have a recording of this. Uh, no, I you don't. The yes, liar. The, the pilot came out on the goddamn intercom <laughs> and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, we have an emergency. There's a guy with piss coming from my ass." Doo doo, bud. <laughs> Uh, there, actually, there is actually there there is video of this in the aftermath. I'll put that in the chat, but I'll hold on to that until you're done discussing. Oh, show.net. There was a clip about this on No Agenda today. I can go grab real fast. I do enjoy having these stories two or three days prior to they, them showing up on No Agenda. So, yes. oh, good. All right, let me finish R- off this article and then we can do it by a show or two. So. Oh yeah, uh, that's probably why you got kicked off. Back right when I was covering a bunch of. Yeah, jab and COVID stuff. I would I would be so proud every time I scooped the Noah Jindong clips. Yep. Got him. <laughs> All right. So a Delta spokes, spokesperson, not a spokesman or woman, because it's a dude or a guy, a confirmed spokes- with sure. spokes they confirmed with Fox spokes News them. Digital. There was no emergency landing because of the biohazard situation, but the flight did return to its original airport. Uh quote, Delta Flight 194 from Atlanta to Barcelona. Returned to Atlanta following an onboard medical issue. Our teams worked out as quickly and, and safely as possible to thoroughly clean the airplane and get our airport or our cust- our airports, our customers to their final destination. You don't say that on a plane, first of all. If you're on a plane, you don't say final destination. Everybody knows that. 
Anyway, we sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and inconvenience to their travel. Was this trains. person allowed to get back on the plane? Uh, they corked it, them. <laughs> so it said there were 336 passengers that landed without further incident the following day, eight hours and six minutes behind schedule. Those people That's were a pissed. Of shit. Oh, they probably missed. If anyone had a connecting flight to another country, they missed it. Oh yeah. Why don't they? Why don't they disclose the person's name and maybe their address or yeah. Instagram? Handle? Where they live? Yeah. yeah. Dox this fucker. <laughs> Steve Grabowski like it, of Macon, Georgia. I, I want to say it was it Tom Shimabukuro. <laughs> Did they keep there it gender a, neutral? There was a short man or a woman. A yeah, short eight-second clip. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. <laughs> Where apparently they have toilet paper. I love that headline. Uh, all the way through the airplane, so you can you can uh, especially for the audio listeners, imagine that in your head: diarrhea all the way through the airplane. Wait, and this you, is not a seven thirty seven. This is an Airbus. You That's can't a big roll down plane. the windows at all. That was a lot of sushi. I am but tired of all these motherfucking snail trails on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> we refer to those as hot snakes. Oh, <laughs> was it, we so call the them, article uh, kept it. Kept it in uh, the the ginger was uh, undisclosed, right? Or am I mistaken? Uh, Did you say question. the ginger? The gender. Yes, the gender. Oh, so it, I so you were hating uh, on gingers. It was. I know. I, I, it was as far as I could tell. It was a non-specific gender of a person, which makes me think it was a woman. Because if it was a dude, they definitely would have said this guy had mm -hmm. diarrhea all over the airplane. Oh, dude! If it was but a if dude, dude would have owned like, it. Well, this person. Yeah, dude, there'd probably be me? video of him being like, "Let me take a shit." <laughs> no, he would have had his own video of it and been yep. fucking TikTok famous, just walking <laughs> through the whole plane. Just what up, fam? It's me, Poopmeister. <laughs> in in two years, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a deal with Sony and like mm -hmm. a bunch of other shit. Who knows? Uh, so you guys ready for the visual? Because this this is yes. this is what it was. Yeah. So there you is go. Is it raw? It's on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, and there is video of this of somebody walking down the. It's after its planes land and everyone has evacuated their bowels, but evacuated the plane as well. Um, they're going through and looking at the aftermath of this. Oh Richard, right. I hate to tell you this, but there's a difference between X and Xvideos.com. So. X videos you didn't know exclusively that? for Twitter. You just go to xvideos.com and look at all the Twitter <laughs> yeah. videos. Is there any sound on this video? Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Sorry, audio listeners. I'll clip it out if there isn't, but let's look at it. There is, but it's just it's just ambient. You can oh, add some ew. sounds, though. Oh, wow. They put paper towels down through one of the aisles it really, on the plane. It really was all the way... That's a huge plane. plane too. It's like a three two three, like gigantic seven ninety seven or something. Hey, <laughs> it's I like a huge plane. I give this guy props. Like, oh, good for God. you, dude, or or ma'am, or guy. Who knows? I, they I just, just need know, to let as, the seatbelt sign go sometimes. As they were running down the aisle, were they quickly and beneath their breath saying, "Make it, make 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 it." They, they were holding their butthole for sure, and that's probably what no, made it. No, it's like spray. in bridesmaids when the girl's like, "It's happening! It's happening! It's happening!" Yeah. And then no, she shits in the street. If you're holding your hand down there, that makes it worse because it's like a hose when you put your thumb on the end of it. <laughs> like, you're not helping anything by doing that. It's coming out anyway. The pressure is there. It's spraying. You'd be yeah, better just, just to like drop, trajectory. drop trow and just do it in one spot. Make cleanup fucking easier. What an asshole.
Yeah, like I've definitely had that can. phenomenon when I'm trying to hold him puke and I put my try to cover it with my mouth. It just sprays yeah, same all idea. And, and, and you can't piles. run down a plane with your hand in your pants because They'll whatever. Think it's a bomb. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They're like they're pulling the bomb out of their ass. Everyone take cover. I actually Start made a joke bomb. about that. Uh, it, it was our local regional airport, not like Denver or something. But I actually made a joke to the TSA guy because he was talking about, oh, maybe it's your necklace or something. And I'm like, oh, do you think it's a? I mean, the thing you can't say in airports. And he's like, no, you can say it. it just has to be under your breath. Bomb. And he actually said it. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. What a great team. That we still got to board our flight that day. I know. I didn't say it. He said it's it. It's like, yeah. I could sue him. Sue he everybody. To, he was trying to get you to say it, and then you'd be on the list. <laughs> that well, I, I found out later he knew my brother, so and he probably saw my ID. I don't know if that's related, but he said bomb in an airport, a TSA. It's agent. a very small airport. It's the kind where there's no gate. The gate is wherever they roll the stairs out to get on the plane outside. Yeah, it was not a like it's not a real. Airport. I wouldn't even call it a gate. I'd call it more of a door. They call it a gate. It's like you're boarding one at gate Christmas one. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I do like those airports that are so small. They, they try to like the word gate too. I'm like, there's a door. There's only two of them. I know where you're going. Why well, you have to yeah, fancy it up? There's a rope in front of it. Who are you stopping right now? There's Terrorists. no two gates at this airport. Unless if, there are two planes there and they have two sets of stairs they could wheel out. If I had a box point cutter. At which plane you're going to? Yeah. <laughs> if I had a box cutter, I'd get right past that rope. And that lady that's 300 pounds standing there checking my ID. No problem. Getting on that plane first and I'm shitting up and down the aisle in there. Uh, I, I have a, like a kind of unrelated question, but... I, it might just be the area I live in. How many of you guys have where the majority of your friends and acquaintances have never been on an airplane? Because a lot of people I know have never been on an airplane. I don't know anybody who hasn't. I know a lot of oh, people who wow. have flown. I've flown probably like 200 times in my life. And when I tell people how many times I've flown and like all of the crazy stories, they're like, wow, I've only flown like twice. And I think that's super weird because of my experience of just flying all the time. I haven't flown a lot, but I don't really know anybody who has never flown. Yeah, that's I weird. Have a bunch of friends that have, uh, well, <laughs> one of my friends uh, is terrified of planes and snakes. So he's <laughs> definitely not getting on an airplane. So I have a like perfect movie, movie for him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, hot snakes I, on a plane. I would say, I would say it's 50, forty to sixty percent. I don't. I don't want to say it's even fifty-fifty split, but it, it's around half of the people that I know have never been on an airplane and have no desire to. Because they're guess, scared. Is that the just, reason? Out well, of fear, or or just it's like, well, I don't need to go anywhere. I, I got all the stuff I need right here in in East Tennessee. I actually That's agree fine. with that. That's I tell so my kid fair. that all the time. I'm like, I don't like going places. I hate people and all my shit's in my house. Why do I need to leave? This is where all my stuff is. Yeah. Everything I need. Every time we wiener. go somewhere, Joe's like, something terrible happens back where our house is. That just happened when we went to Denver. And he's like, this is why I never want to leave. And I'm, I'm like, already an old curmudgeon and I'm fucking fine with it. I get those guys. I get why they're like that. So, so to be fair, Chris, I am super afraid of flying and I've flown more than most people I know. And every single time I got on the plane, I'm like, ooh, it might, this might be the time. Like, as soon as we <laughs> take off. One. <laughs> I know. So I look around at all of the other people on the plane that are casually reading newspapers or on their tablets now, because it's been years and years. She looks I've over looked, at me and I'm asleep. I look over at, yeah, people who are sleeping, people who are just reading on their tablets, and the plane's like, and I'm just like, wow, they look oh. super calm. Like, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. This feels really weird, but I think we're all right. But I, Dude, I, I never used to be feeling. scared of flying until I it was like the third time I flew and I ate some pot brownies 
And that oh. just made the whole thing terrifying. No. Not a good idea. <laughs> no, I, I recommend and, and, shutting off your brain with alcohol if you're going to do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah drinking is definitely the way to go. I, I Also, I've it traumatized me from flying forever because I was setting... I had a pretty heavy piece of luggage suitcase that I was trying to put in the overhead compartment, and it fell on a person's head. <laughs> Jarek just dropped it oh right on their God. head. Oh, my God. And then I had to sit next to them the whole flight. What, what was in the I luggage? I apologize like, probably Another person? Times. What were you doing? Rick's of weed. What, what what was in his luggage that made it so heavy? Uh, well, it's just a, it's one of those rolling uh, luggage things. So it's not, it's, you're not going to tell us, are you? I was a bunch of clothes and a I Bluetooth speaker and laptop. Oh, that could be it. They didn't have to know it was yours though. You could have just helped them, picked it up, and put yeah, it back in, said, and been like, "Oh man!" This asshole? And then sat there and waited for them the to deplane. Yeah. And then yeah, guy. let everyone go past you and just be like, "Go ahead, it's cool." And then sheepishly take your luggage out later and deplane last when you get out before them uh, yeah. off planing you're like oh that's what i would have done yeah. <laughs> I, but you don't have to i would have anymore, been so. less embarrassed if i had diarrhea up and down the entire cabin <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna like make really? myself do that now just to show up on tiktok but i'm gonna have my phone ready and unlike this retard that didn't even have his phone going <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. If you're going to shit up If you're going to go, go for it. He couldn't. How is he going to hold his phone if he has his thumb in his ass? Well, you have one hand for the thumb. One hand. Yeah. The other one was like, move, 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 move. Waving people away, I think. Oh, no. I'm not waving people away. I'm, I'm like, check this out. <laughs> check <laughs> Bring this it out. out. You get <laughs> little, for, little for you. Little for you. Little for you. See, well, you guys, let's, let's wrap this up. I know Chris uh, has to work early. I actually have to work early. I have no idea if Cretchen does. I don't really give a shit, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so com. Look, I can do your plugs for you unless you have anything else. Is there uh, Cretchen.com? Factcheckgov.com. Oh, right. That's, that's the site to go to. That's a different site. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Booberry. Do all your fact checks at factcheckgov.com. Do it. Go there now and sign up for Patreon. One dollar a month. Uh, Booberry, what's your what's your shit? One dollar a month, you can pay more. <laughs> uh, we're over at badradio.live or behindtheschemes.com. S C H three M three S. We do a live show every Monday night, audio only. But uh, we've been playing around with a lot of new podcasted two point features, so we're able to switch the chapters live on the fly. So we're showing all sorts of art, new art. I mean, shit, we had like nine submissions. I was just cycling through the other night. Um, but we actually just started a new feed up. You can find it in only the podcasting 2.0 apps because I turned on the block Spotify, block Apple, and block Amazon in our feed. Um, but we started a, it's about an hour long music pre-show called Before the Schemes. And it's all boostable music. It all, it's like 95% of the sets that come in go directly to the artists. It's phenomenal. I, I, I could not be enjoying myself more. Uh, oh, you could. That's, that's super but, exciting. Oh, dude, I, I, I'm I'm not going to help you with it. I, y'all, you know, anytime y'all are ready to fuck around and find out, you know where to find me. I am I am ready. My body's ready. Oh yeah, buddy. And oh, Chris, yeah. last but not least, where can we find all your shit? Myass.com. Shitmyass.com. <laughs> oh shit! Shit-my-ass.com. You fucked that up. <laughs> People are going to well, go to myass.com so and have a whole different thing. Don't go to pissmyass.com. That's a OBDM site. Shitmyass.com. 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 A tremendous the piece one. of shit. I, awesome. I just like to know who is going to register uh, hot snakes on a plane.com. Uh, I, you've already done it, haven't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I... You're full of shit. <laughs> 
I do not have that one. Of the of the somebody grab it right now. Dozens of domains. I do not have that one. Does, <laughs> does Bigfoot took my virginity.com? Does that still go to OBDM? I, I might have let it lapse because no one ever used it. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm I surprised know. by that. They're like genuinely surprised by that. Well, you guys, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, on Rockfin and wherever the fuck else you listen. You know where to find us. You can find us at the the places. Yeah.